This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome to Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Mayor Brandon Johnson released a budget forecast for next year. Here's some of what's in there. For one, there's an estimated gap of about $538 million. Johnson says as of now, he plans to keep his cornerstone campaign promise to, quote, hold the line on property taxes, meaning he won't raise them in order to close the gap. My colleague Mariah Wolfel is reporting on this, and she says not raising property taxes with the rate of inflation, as former Mayor Lori Lightfoot did, will actually contribute to the budget gap by about $88 million. Other contributors are the cost of supporting migrants being sent to Chicago, as well as rising personnel costs from new union contracts. Johnson hasn't said how he will close the gap. But financial experts say if he won't raise property taxes, he will need to find other revenue sources or make cuts, like the personnel that are driving increased costs. My colleague Tessa Weinberg spoke to Sarah Wetmore from the fiscal watchdog group, the Civic Federation. Wetmore says it's important that Johnson make decisions that are sustainable for the city's long-term fiscal health. So that means making expenditure reductions that will continue into future years that aren't just one year relying on revenue sources that aren't just one-time revenue sources because then you have to cover that amount of shortfall the following year. Johnson is expected to give more details on how he plans to address the budget shortfall next month. There have been several bomb threats at libraries in and around Chicago this week, including Addison Public Library, which is in the west suburbs. Staff had called police and closed the library for a couple of hours following the incident. But my colleague Adora Namigade is reporting that patrons were undeterred. Jose Velasquez was there. It was his second time visiting this library. I didn't know what was going. It was confusing. There was a lot of people outside and they had squat cars blocking all the entrance. I found out it was just a hoax probably. And now I'm going back to the library. Whereas patron Gia Arroyo didn't even know there had been a bomb threat. I'm hoping it's safe. It seems safe to me, so I think it's all good, right? Libraries in Chicago, Aurora, Schaumburg, and Evanston were also targeted. These threats came just three weeks after a different string of bomb threats across Chicago suburbs. The threats at Addison Public Library were deemed not credible. Yesterday, the Chicago Metropolitan Agency for Planning held a hearing on their plan to prevent the region's transit agencies from a looming fiscal cliff. The two biggest ideas were, one, funding transit by expanding the Illinois state sales tax to include services, and two, merge the CTA, Metra, and PACE bus systems to create a more integrated system. This is a sweeping proposal to change how public transit in Chicago is funded and operated. And my colleague Claudia Morrell is reporting that it's getting mixed reviews by transit leaders, local officials, and the public. Some transit leaders and local mayors said funding should be the priority, not governance. Here's the mayor of Romeoville, John Nook. Yes, innovation's great. Thinking forward's great. But we cannot discount the fact 
that combining everything into one operating agency has real significant issues. A year ago, state lawmakers tasked the Chicago Metropolitan Agency for Planning, or CMAP, with finding new ways to keep public transit from that looming fiscal cliff. And now for a few quick hits. You may have heard about the Chicago firefighter who passed away last month. Lieutenant Kevin Ward died a couple weeks after being injured fighting a house fire. Mayor Brandon Johnson spoke at Ward's funeral yesterday and said he was selfless, courageous, and dedicated to the city. The lieutenant had originally joined the fire department in 1996. And Cook County has launched a program to provide rental assistance and other services for people returning from prison. The county is funding the program with $23 million from federal pandemic relief money. The program will last through 2026. And the Chicago City Council is convening today, and there's plenty to discuss. They'll decide whether to purchase a former Marine Corps training facility and turn it into a migrant shelter, which is probably going to spark yet another debate among the members on how much of the city's resources should be spent on supporting migrants. The facility would cost about $1.5 million out of the $255 million the city is slated to spend on supporting migrants by the end of this year. Also at the city council meeting, Mayor Brandon Johnson and allies are expected to introduce a proposal to ask voters whether they want to increase the city's real estate transfer tax to fund homeless prevention. The proposal, which is called Bring Chicago Home, would trigger a citywide vote on whether to increase the tax when properties valued over $1 million are sold. As for the weather, not much has changed since yesterday. It's mostly sunny and going up to the low 70s today. Temperatures are going down to the mid-50s tonight. And that's it for The Rundown this Thursday. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.